Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. Today we are interviewing Denny, who has completed a lot of international and domestic travels. I literally only know about her travels through Instagram, so I'm very excited to learn more about her and some of her travel experiences with you all in this interview today. So welcome, Denny. Thank you for having me. So first, I want you to tell us a bit about yourself, like where you're from, um, how old you are, and your background in travel. I all, all I know about you is from Instagram. I haven't really m- actually met you in person, so I'm excited to hear about that. Sure. Um, so. My name is Denny. I am 32 years old. I am from and live in New York. I am, and right now I'm a practicing attorney for New York City, with New York City Department of Education. However, I am in school. I um, am transitioning careers uh, to be a registered dietitian. So I'm in school right now at Lehman College. And my background and passion for travel comes from, I believe that uh, I'm first generation American. My family's from Antigua. So um, I still have family that lives there. And pre-pandemic, I started to visit annually and I have not been back since 2019, but hopefully um, as things get better with COVID, I will be going back but um, I love to travel. Um, I actually have a trip in less than 48 hours. So I'm very excited about that. And yeah, traveling for me is good for my soul. I 100% agree with that statement. I feel like that's literally the same for me. Travel is what feeds my soul too. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is your favorite thing about travel since you started? Oh, um, I love to see new places. I love to meet new people. I love to experience different cultures from the music to the food, to the language. I just learned so much um, about myself and um, other cultures. So what I mean when I say I learn a lot about myself, I uh, I've become more open-minded. And what makes me think about that specifically is um, for my 30th birthday, I took a cruise out of Singapore. Like Singapore was the port um, like this, that we flew to Singapore to fly, <laughs> to take a, a cruise from Singapore. And I remember before I had gotten there, I was like, man, I would never want to like 
visit or like live there because my uh, boyfriend at the time, his job had an office in Singapore. And I was like, absolutely not. And then when I went there and I was like, wow, I was really being close-minded to, you know, a city that I really knew nothing about. So um, I learned how international and how much of a melting pot Singapore is. So ever since that trip, I was like, I will never, ever, ever, ever prejudge a place until I'm able to visit and go there and see the people, see the climate, see the 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 food, because I love food. Um, so it just really, I learned like the, just different things about my perception um, of the world and other places. So that's what I really love um, about traveling. No, that's really cool. I've never actually been to Singapore, so I- It's <laughs> I dope. Like I have questions. Oh, okay, really? What was, your, <laughs> yeah. what was your favorite part about Singapore? The food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really uh, westernized, which oh, is really? interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, the movie Crazy Rich Asians was filmed there, and I think that it does show like a decent amount of the the city. Um, I didn't research like the places that I went to, but so I can't remember. But we did some touristy stuff, and it was just really beautiful. It was really beautiful. The food was amazing. Um, there's like a main hotel that's like kind of picturesque and we went to that hotel had like a restaurant rooftop it was just it was a dope trip I was like I'm def- I definitely have to go back um so yeah Singapore is amazing nice yeah I'll definitely have to add that to my to my bucket list <laughs> <laughs> so what was your actual first travel memory it could be domestic or international like which one stuck with you the most I would say it was Rome. Um, My stepfather's Italian and his brother, so my uncle, lives in Italy. He doesn't live in Rome anymore, I think. I think he lives like right outside of Rome. And, um, but as a child, we visited. So I was maybe like 10-ish. I was not 13 yet because I remember because my brother wasn't born. Um, 13 years older than him so I was still relatively young and um I just remember it was fun (laughs) we were in Italy and I remember sightseeing the Coliseum and there was this water park that we went to that was fun um so it, it was Rome that's like my first early travel memory like I know I had been to Antigua when I was younger but not I vaguely remember like a, a snippet of a memory being on like the carnival grounds like the main yeah. um stadium grounds like it's like a snippet so the main the memory that I had was I would say from um from Rome okay no I've, I've been to Italy once and ever since I've been I'm like I have to go back and I still mm-hmm. haven't because this is like in high school and I was like, I have to go back for sure. And now years later, <laughs> still haven't done it, but it's still on the list. Absolutely. Where in Rome did you go? It was actually- I mean, we're in Italy, sorry. Oh, well, I was in Rome, but I did oh, okay. a few different places. Uh, it was with my aunt's like study abroad group and we went to Florence, Rome and this small town called Assisi. Okay. And it was like, it was really nice. Uh, Rome is really cool, but I think I liked Florence more, to be honest. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I was going to say, I also definitely want to do like the Amalfi Coast, those Instagram like famous spots. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. I've, I've been back, I think I went back once more. 
And I feel like um, I don't want to do Rome again. <laughs> like, I just feel like <laughs> Italy's so big. I'm like, I, the next time I go, it cannot be in Rome. So, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to add that. Like, Rome is amazing, nice. but I've been twice now, and it's such a big country that I'm like, I have to. Oh, yeah. Out. See mm-hmm. more for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would you say was your biggest travel mistake? Like, what's something you would warn anyone from doing ever (laughs) based off of the experiences you went through? Right after I graduated um, from college, I was like, okay, I really want to live abroad, but I have no money. um, So what can I do? And I became an au pair. Mm. And um, so I looked up or pair companies, found a company, got matched with a family. So becoming an au pair was not the mistake. The mistake was like knowing, I don't want to say budgeting, but I thought I was going to have way more money than I did. Like my plan was to stay in Madrid for a year. I only lasted three months because I ran out of money. Um, so I would say the biggest travel mistake is just to have a little cushion money um because I expected because I wasn't paying living expenses and I was getting a stipend but I hadn't researched so like at the time and you know I was young I was 21 I didn't know what I was doing but um the family that I was placed with and I'm pretty sure it's still done this way but Madrid it's um their transportation system is broken up into zones and so A is like central Madrid and then you have B1 I think it's B2 then C and so on and so I was in B1, and which is not Madrid. <laughs> it was called Las Rosas. And um, so the, the bus ticket that I needed to get into the city, which is where I was taking classes, is maybe like 80 euro. But I was getting only oh getting paid 50 euro. Yeah, it was expensive. I was only getting paid 50 euro a week. So it would take two weeks for me just to just the bus ticket just the bus ticket to be able to pay for the bus ticket and so obviously when you go I'm there to go out and have fun and yada 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 and before I knew it I had no more money I was like I have to go home so um yeah so just maybe doing a research and actually budgeting how much things will cost so you're not so I was fortunate in that I had a place to stand I wasn't like out on the street and I was able to just you know get a ticket and go back home but um if I didn't (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you know so yeah that's what I would suggest just to yeah you plan on moving abroad having a budget yeah that's definitely a big one especially like now during COVID because you never know you might have to get like a COVID test or emergency flight you don't know so yes definitely (laughs) be prepared Absolutely. Uh, what would you say was some of the biggest culture shock you experienced when you've traveled? So I studied abroad in the Dominican Republic when I was in college, my junior year of college, and just realizing that you're not the only culture. <laughs> you know, your culture yeah. is not the only culture. So just, um, just it was just different. It was just different, not in a bad way. So like they had these things I cannot roll my R's so I always sound like a gringo when I say this but they had these these carro publicos that would like go up and down the main highways and so when I first got there they fit six people in the car so you know when I got in there was one person in the passenger seat and two in the back so I get in you know (laughs) and they stopped to pick up someone else and I'm looking at them like 
where you gonna sit? And so <laughs> I had to like scoot up and they sat like behind me and they, you know, they picked them someone else and there's two people in the front. Um, so it was just like, just adjusting to other people's cultures. Um, and then also understanding and being, uh, you know, accepting or understanding and realizing that other people will have a perception of American. I never got um, what I believe to be like a negative experience as far as like a negative perception of Americans. But like, I remember my host mom, she was like, oh, she wanted to give me, um, I don't know, some type of, it was the equivalent of Kool-Aid, I guess, which I didn't really drink because it's not an Antiguan thing. Um, so I was like, oh, no, I don't like that. And she was like, oh, well, all of my other American, you know, host students mm. like it you know so it's just yeah. like okay well I don't so <laughs> um just uh, because we have our own perceptions of other people as well so just being cognizant that people are human and you know I, I know she didn't have any malicious intent behind it but um just really when you're meeting people from different for me not you obviously it's when I say you I'm speaking generally but mm-hmm. when you meet people from different cultures just um maybe ask them questions instead of you know assuming that what you know about their culture or just even if they are part of a culture they still may not like certain things so really just asking people about them and what they like what they like to do their interests and not assuming so that's a yeah. culture shock that I realized like seeing how other people do stuff and it's like oh we don't do this here but then also I was able to learn from that and that just be open-minded yeah no, that's um, that's a good, really good point, and it kind of ties into like the next of the questions I had with um, being American and black, black and American. Like, how has <laughs> <laughs> how has being both and a woman impacted any of your travel experiences? Do you think you've like experienced any discrimination or racism being abroad? Um. I would say no. I would say, I mean, discrimination. Again, I think people just have perceptions of Americans. Yeah. Um, the perception is that like Americans have money. So, you know, I feel like I've been places and people have tried to charge me what they may not have charged someone else simply because I was American. Um, I think that as a woman, I was hyper vigilant as far as, you know, going out because when I did um, my, when I was an all parent in Spain, before I came back home, I did like, a, I don't know how I afforded that. Maybe I was just like, <laughs> let me uh, do this. This will be my last set of money. But I did like a little European tour where I did like London, Amsterdam, Paris, um, Barcelona, and Rome. I think I ended up in Rome. And um so I was hyper vigilant when I was in those cities, like, okay, I want to make sure um, I stayed at a hostel that had like a social scene, just so I just, if I were to go out, I wouldn't necessarily be by myself. Um, and so uh, with that, so being a woman, even though I was hyper vigilant, I do remember I was at a hostel in um, Paris and they had a restaurant on site and I struck up a conversation with this older gentleman and he was nice, not in a creepy way. And 
he was like, oh, like, if you have dinner with me, like, I'll pay for your dinner. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't like mm. solicitation. I was so funny because I was like, I had limited money. So I was like, I will sit down and speak with you and have dinner. And I promised it was a creepy, but you know, you gotta yeah. work with what you got. You gotta, you, you gotta work with it. Yeah. <laughs> Take the free so, meal. <laughs> listen, free meal. And it was like, you know, he was like, oh, you should try this. This is like a, a, a common French dish. Cool. Um, so no, I don't I will say in the in when I was in the DR, because I am I I could pass, not pass, but you know, for all immigrants. Um yeah. I could pass for a Haitian person and I'm not um and that I don't speak Creole or French so um I remember I wanted to visit Haiti and people were like oh don't do that and you know people may think you're Haitian and you don't want to you know receive any discrimination because people think that you're Haitian if that makes sense so um and I was 19 at the time so I was like okay let me just be on the safe side so um Yeah, it was just about being hypervigilant and realizing that I'm Black, that, you know, depending where I am, I can pass for, you know, being in Paris. I don't know which uh, countries from Africa have, well, maybe the Ivory Coast, you know, like knowing I can pass for groups that may be discriminated against in particular countries. So I was just cognizant of that um, aspect. And obviously, like being a woman Paris I don't speak French even though I speak some Spanish I'm not fluent so just Mm -hmm. being you know traveling is great but you do have to be careful yeah definitely um yeah I I definitely I've traveled through Europe where a lot of people thought I spoke French and Mm. I don't (laughs) and it would just be like awkward like I'm like I don't know what to do like (laughs) I just respond in English and they're just like they're con- like they look confused at like why did I choose to speak English but I was like <laughs> this is all I know like <laughs> so I I 100% understand that like <laughs> like understanding that so what's one place that you would recommend that every black woman should travel Ooh, that's interesting I honestly don't know if I have an answer to that question I'm trying to think I will say okay I'll say this one and you kind of mentioned this earlier one place so um that Asian cruise that I did that was like the taste of Asia or something like that Mm -hmm. went to this place this city called or town whatever called Langkawi Malaysia and there were black people there and I was like I have come from (laughs) I felt because I was like, I never heard of it. I just wanted to do a cruise for my birthday and the cruise is cheap. And so I was like, let's go. So, you know, I like to travel. And it was just such, I just remember it was a, such a vibe in that, in that place. So I don't know, maybe I would say just anywhere where you would just never think to go and like just visit it and experience it. Kind of like what I was saying about my experience with Singapore. Like maybe pick a place that you normally wouldn't think to visit and just go there. As, Black people, we're everywhere. We really are everywhere. Um, so I think that that's that's what I would say to that. Yeah, no, see, that's a good answer. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, that was, that was a really good answer. Like, 
somewhere you would never think to go like I'm always thinking like where I don't know like I'm thinking like where should I go like what have I seen on social media all that mm-hmm. stuff but then sometimes just like I have to randomly pick a point on a map and I do it like <laughs> yeah just yes, out of yes, the blue yes. I have to pick something different yes. so now we're gonna get into our final question that we ask in every interview and if you thought the last one was difficult this one might be difficult too <laughs> okay but it's why do you think black women should travel because we deserve <laughs> we deserve to experience new places we deserve to experience different cuisines experience different luxuries we really deserve to grace <laughs> i'm thinking in my head i don't want to sound pretentious but we, oh, I thought you had we should be gracing <laughs> the world with our presence Like I go places sometimes and I tell you, I think I look like raggedy and people will stop me and be like, oh my gosh, I think, you know, my hair, my, you know, whatever. And I think that um, even in places where they may not be used to black people, I think, I even experienced that in South Africa um, where people were like wanting to take, it was a a little off-putting because it was like, we're not like circus freaks. But um, I think we we need to like show people the diversity of what Black women, what we are, what we offer, what we look like, what our essence is. Um, and I just, you know, I think it's important to get out of, you know, our own communities and experience different cultures and, you know, experience the beauties of other um countries and what they have to offer and enjoy I've never my friends I was not able to go to Bali for one of my friends 30th birthdays but just Bali like I can't wait till I can make it out there it just looks uh, amazing and we deserve to be pampered and they were doing like these different flower baths I don't know what it's called so I apologize but they were just doing so many different things and it's just like we deserve those you know that type of that luxury and treatment so um yeah that's what I would say thank you so much Jenny for doing <laughs> this interview I loved all your responses you had some funny stories some very interesting um, comments on like your experience with the travel so yeah thank you so much for doing it so I guess having me I guess one last thing where can the audience find you or follow your future travel stories if they are interested in seeing it sure so my personal page is lovely lady 1227 um that's why I would I post my personal travel stuff so I'll be in Cancun on Thursday so yeah that's where I, I post my pictures and such Great. So I'll link all of that in the show notes so you guys can easily find her and see more about that Cancun trip. I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Thank you.
I honestly don't know if I have an answer to that question. Um, in the sense that, like, I know some women or some people have had experiences like, oh, I've traveled here and they've like loved black women. I mean, I feel like maybe I experienced that in Rome, but I don't have a strong memory of that to be honest. Um, or right after I graduated um, from <laughs> college, I was like, okay, I really want to live abroad, but I have no money. Um, so what can I do? And I became an au pair. Mm. And um, so I looked up au pair companies, found a company, got matched with a family. So becoming an au pair was not the mistake. The mistake was like knowing, I don't want to say budgeting, but I thought I was going to have way more money than I did. Like my plan was to stay in Madrid for a year. I only lasted three months because I ran out of money. Um, So I would say the biggest travel mistake is just to have a little cushion money. Um, Because I expected because I wasn't paying living expenses and I was getting a stipend, but I hadn't researched so like at the time, and you know, I was young, I was 21. I didn't know what I was doing, but um, the family that I was placed with, and I'm pretty sure it's still done this way, but Madrid, it's um, their transportation system is broken up into zones. And so A is like central Madrid. And then you have B1, I think it's B2, then C and so on. And so I was in B1 and, which is not Madrid. <laughs> it was called Las Rosas. And um, so the the bus ticket that I needed to get into the city, which is where I was taking classes, is maybe like 80 euro. But I was getting only oh getting paid gosh. 50 euro. Yeah, it was expensive. I was only getting paid 50 euro a week. So it would take two weeks for me just to just the bus ticket, just the bus ticket to be able to pay for the bus ticket. And so obviously when you go, I'm there to go out and have fun and yada, yada, yada. And before I knew it, I had no more money. I was like, I have to go home. So, yeah. um, yeah, so just maybe doing a re- research and actually budgeting how much things will cost. So you're not, so I was fortunate in that I had a place to stay and I wasn't like out on the street and I was able to just, you know, get a ticket and go back home. But, um, uh, if I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, so yeah, that's what I would suggest just to yeah, you plan on definitely. moving abroad, having a budget. Yeah, that's definitely a big one, especially like now during COVID, because you never know, you might have to get like a COVID test or emergency flight, you don't know. So yes, definitely (laughs) be prepared. Absolutely. Uh, What would you say was some of the biggest culture shock you experienced when you've traveled? Um, So I studied abroad um, in the Dominican Republic when I was in college, my junior year of college, and um, just realizing that you're not the only culture, <laughs> you know, your culture yeah. is not the only culture. So just, um, just, it was just different. It was just different, not in a bad way. So like they had these Things I cannot roll my R's, so I always sound like a gringo when I say this. But they had these these carro publicos that would like go up and down the main highways. And so when I first got there, they fit six people in the car. So you know, when I got in, there was one person in the passenger seat and two in the back. So I get in, you know, <laughs> and they stopped to pick up someone else, and I'm looking at them like, 
where you gonna sit? And so <laughs> I had to like scoot up and they sat like behind me and they, you know, they picked up someone else and there's two people in the front. Um, so it was just like, just adjusting to other people's cultures. Um, and then also understanding and being, uh, you know, accepting or understanding and realizing that other people will have a perception of American. I never got um, what I believe to be like a negative experience as far as like a negative perception of Americans. But like, I remember my host mom, she was like, oh, she wanted to give me, um, I don't know, some type of, it was the equivalent of Kool-Aid, I guess, which I didn't really drink because it's not an Antiguan thing. Um, so I was like, oh, no, I don't like that. And she was like, oh, well, all my other American, you know, host students mm. like it you know so it's just yeah. like okay well I don't so <laughs> um just uh, because we have our own perceptions of other people as well so just being cognizant that people are human and you know I, I know she didn't have any malicious intent behind it but um just really when you're meeting people from different for me not you obviously it's when I say you I'm speaking generally but mm-hmm. when you meet people from different cultures just um maybe ask them questions instead of you know assuming that what you know about their culture or just even if they are part of a culture they still may not like certain things so really just asking people about them and what they like what they like to do their interests and not assuming so that's a yeah. culture shock that I realized like seeing how other people do stuff and it's like oh we don't do this here but then also I was able to learn from that and that just be open-minded yeah no, that's um that's a good really good point and it kind of ties into like the next of the questions I had with um being American and black black and American like how has <laughs> <laughs> how has being both and a woman impacted any of your travel experiences do you think you've like experienced any discrimination or racism being abroad um I would say no. I would say, I mean, discrimination. Again, I think people just have perceptions of Americans. Yeah. Um, the perception is that like Americans have money. So, you know, I feel like I've been places and people have tried to charge me what they may not have charged someone else simply because I was American. Um, I think that as a woman, I was hyper vigilant as far as, you know, going out because when I did um, my, when I was an all parent in Spain, before I came back home, I did like, a, I don't know how I afforded that. Maybe I was just like, <laughs> let me uh, do this. This will be my last set of money. But I did like a little European tour where I did like London, Amsterdam, Paris, um, Barcelona, and Rome. I think I ended off in Rome. And um so I was hyper vigilant when I was in those cities, like, okay, I want to make sure um, I stayed in a hostel that had like a social scene, just so I just, if I were to go out, I wouldn't necessarily be by myself. Um, and so uh, with that, so being a woman, even though I was hyper vigilant, I do remember I was at a hostel in um, Paris and they had a restaurant on site and I struck up a conversation with this older gentleman and he was nice, not in a creepy way. And 
he was like, oh, like, if you have dinner with me, like, I'll pay for your dinner. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't like mm. solicitation. <laughs> you know, I was so sorry because it's so funny because I was like, I had limited money. So I was like, I will sit down and speak with you and have dinner. And I promised it was a creepy, but, you know, you got to yeah. work with what you got. You got to work with it, yeah. <laughs> Take the free so, meal. <laughs> listen free meal and it was like you know he was like oh you should try this this is like a, a a common french dish cool um so no i don't i will say in the in when i was in the dr because i am i i could pass not pass but you know for all immigrants um yeah i could pass for a haitian person and i'm not <laughs> um and that i don't speak creole or french so um, I remember I wanted to visit Haiti and people were like, oh, don't do that. And, you know, people may think you're Haitian and you don't want to, you know, receive any discrimination because people think that you're Haitian, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So um, and I was 19 at the time. So I was like, OK, let me just be on the safe side. So, um, I, yeah, it was just about being hyper vigilant and realizing that I'm black, that, you know, depending where I am. I can pass for, you know, being in Paris. I don't know which uh, countries from Africa have, well, maybe the Ivory Coast. You know, like knowing I can pass for different groups that may be discriminated against in particular countries. So I was just cognizant of that um, aspect. And obviously like being a woman, Paris, I don't speak French, even though I speak some Spanish, I'm not fluent. So just Mm -hmm. being... You know, traveling is great, but you do have to be careful. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I like I definitely I've traveled through Europe where a lot of people thought I spoke French and mm. I don't. <laughs> and it would just be like awkward. Like I I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like <laughs> I just respond in English and they're just like they're con- like they look confused at like why did I choose to speak English? But I was like, this is all I know. <laughs> like <laughs> So I I 100% understand that like <laughs> like understanding that exact yeah. So what's one place that you would recommend that every black woman should travel? Ooh, that's interesting. Mm, give me a second. I don't wanna. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna. Uh, give me a second to think. I honestly don't know if I have an answer to that question Um, in the sense that like I know some women or some people have had experiences like oh I've traveled here and they've like loved black women I mean I feel like maybe I experienced that in Rome but I don't have a strong memory of that to be honest um or it's just where is one place that you just absolutely love felt super comfortable like that you would just recommend someone to travel? I don't know if I can answer that question. <laughs> just because <laughs> I feel like it depends on what do you like. Do you like, uh, I personally love warm weather. Okay. Um, so I love the islands. I, I'm Caribbean, so I'm more comfortable in Caribbean, Black Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like to sightsee. So um, you know, I'm trying to think. I will say, okay, I'll say this. 
one, and you kind of mentioned this earlier, one place, so um, that Asian cruise that I did, it was like the Taste of Asia or something like that. Mm-hmm. We went to this place, this city called, or town, whatever, called Langkawi, Malaysia. And there were black people there. And I was like, I have <laughs> <crazy> come from. <laughs> I felt. Because I was like, I never heard of it. I just wanted to do a cruise for my birthday. And the cruise is cheap. And so I was like, let's go. So, you know, I like to travel. And it was just such, I just remember, it was a, such a vibe in that in that place. So I don't know. Maybe I would say just anywhere where you would just never think to go. And like just visit it and experience it. Kind of like what I was saying about my experience with Singapore. Like maybe pick a place that you normally wouldn't think to visit and just go there. As black people, we're everywhere. We really are everywhere. Um, so I think that that's that's what I would say to that. Yeah. No, see, that's a good answer. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, that was, that was a really good answer. Like somewhere you would never think to go like I feel like I'm always thinking like where I don't know like I'm thinking like where should I go like what have I seen on social media all that Mm -hmm. stuff and then sometimes just like I have to randomly pick a point on a map and I do it like (laughs) yeah out of the blue I have to pick something different yes so now we're going to get into our final question that we ask in every interview. And if you thought the last one was difficult, this one might be difficult too. <laughs> okay. But it's, why do you think Black women should travel? Because we deserve. <laughs> we deserve to experience new places. We deserve to experience different cuisines experience different luxuries um we really deserve to grace <laughs> i'm thinking in my head i don't want to sound pretentious but we, oh, I thought you had we should be gracing the world with our presence like i go places sometimes and i tell you i think i look like raggedy and people will stop me and be like oh my gosh i think you know, my hair, my, you know, whatever. And I think that um, even in places where they may not be used to Black people, I think, I even experienced that in South Africa, um, where people were like wanting to take, it was a a little off-putting because it was like, we're not like circus freaks. But um, I think we, we need to like show people the diversity of what black women, what we are, what we offer, what we look like, what our essence is. Um, And I just, you know, I think it's important to get out of, you know, our own communities and experience different cultures and, you know, experience the beauties of other um, countries and what they have to offer and enjoy. I've never, my friends, I was not able to go to Bali for one of my friend's 30th birthdays but just Bali like I can't wait till I can make it out there it just looks uh, amazing and we deserve to be pampered and like we're doing like these different flower baths I don't know what it's called so I apologize but they were just doing so many different things and it's just like we deserve those you know that type of that luxury and treatment so um yeah that's what I would say 
Thank you so much, Jenny, for doing <laughs> this interview. I loved all your responses. You had some funny stories, some very interesting um, comments on like your experience with the travel. So yeah, thank you so much for doing it. So thank you I guess for having me. I guess one last thing: where can the audience find you or follow your future travel stories if they are interested in seeing it? Sure. So my personal page is lovely lady twelve twenty seven. Um, that's where I, I would I post my personal travel stuff. So I'll be in Cancun on Thursday. So yeah, that, that's where I, I post my pictures and such. Great. So I'll link all of that in the show notes so you guys can easily find her and see more about that Cancun trip. I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Right after.